Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action in today's session where we saw a lackluster day for stocks, uh, which couldn't hold on to their strength early on in the session. So a pretty disappointing close here all in all with an especially weak looking NASDAQ. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I will just correct you real quick because it wasn't all stocks. It was certainly the indexes, but you're we're right. going to cover some of the stocks that were looking a lot better than the indexes, including for solar, uh, Freeport McMoran, and also shift for payments. Absolutely. We're covering the standouts in this market and we will get to those. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes today with the NASDAQ down about seven tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 off by a half a percent. The Dow closed slightly positive by the end of the day but it seems like we're just we're seeing weakness if we if we get an update for the nasdaq it's off highs we're getting uh -huh. resistance at the 21 day line and now looks like we've got a close below the 200 day line let's see 11405 yep uh with the nasdaq closing at 11379 uh let's see what the low was a couple days ago so it looks like we did manage to hold above the low from a couple of days ago, but not by much. Yeah, it's 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 a little consolation when you know, <laughs> you're you're holding above lows that you know we're we're not looking great at the lows. So um, yeah. yeah, the Nasdaq look we're we're trending below that 21 day moving average line at this point, and every time we come up to it, we just can't hold. So that's that's an issue. I was actually uh, going through my markets uh, market school model yet last night, and I was looking at times in which you know we've had this trending below the five day moving average line, and usually that's a time where you don't want to have much exposure. Um, you know, that 21 day line can be pretty important. So now, you know, we've been talking about this critical juncture at the 200 day moving average line. I'm not going to say that, you know, just like when we cross it briefly and uh, by a little bit, it's not enough to claim victory. I don't think this is enough to claim defeat, but you certainly right. have to pay attention to the fact that um, every time we seem to get any type of strength, we just can't hold on to it. And it's got that bear market feel of sometimes we're starting off strong, but can't hold it until the close. Mm -hmm. well, uh, what's your take on the volume profile? At least the gains in January were coming in strong volume. It doesn't, I, we have a couple of distribution days, but anything concerning from that perspective? You know, we've been really kind of skirting away from the distribution days, to be honest. It's, it's one of those things where a lot of times uh, on the worst days, uh, the volume comes in just a little bit under the previous day. And uh, when the volume does spike, it just is not quite enough to count as distribution. So uh, it's certainly a little bit worse on the S&P 500. Uh, we have three days on the NASDAQ composite, but we are up to five on the S&P 500. So things are looking a little bit worse there where you're just... Yeah. Uh, but look, the, the, the NASDAQ was the one that had all of the volume on the upside in January. So right. uh, it, it is kind of nice that you aren't seeing it on the downside as much. Um, but the S&P 500 is showing it. So that's something you have to pay attention to. And on the S&P 500, we've got that 4,000 level that just seems like it's, it's, a, it's an area that we can't get past. And we have now lost the 50-day moving average line, right. closing below it again, uh, like we did last week. Yeah, looking a little vulnerable here. And with all of this being said, and we have to take the technical analysis day by day, but in terms of taking a step back and making sure we're still staying open-minded, what are your thoughts on that, Justin? Well, yeah, I, I think you have to be open-minded for either case. Uh, you know, this could just be a, a 
a pullback, we could be getting support here. We could be ripe for a bounce, but we could also get worse. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we, we have a new month. You know, February was not great, uh, you know, in terms of the pullback, kind of knocking knocking things around. And the indexes are still kind of hiding some of the destruction that is happening underneath the surface. We've had some uh, big landmines, especially with this earnings season. But on the other hand, we've also had some strong gains uh, in, in some of the stocks. I mean, I... Personally, I was up today. I was a little surprised, you know, because uh, of just some of the things I own. Um, there have been these pockets of strength. Um, a lot of the chip makers have still been doing okay. So, you know, you you are still getting these pockets of strength. And it's kind of what we call the stock pickers market. You know, it, it's yep. maybe where the indexes aren't showing where some of that strength is. But if you're in the right stuff, you may be having a fine time. But if you're in the wrong stuff, man, you could be getting clobbered. Yeah, and we'll be taking a look at uh, some that are showing that strength doesn't mean it's going to last. Uh, right. <laughs> we, we still, we still got to focus on the stocks that are showing that strength. We'll quickly take a look at the Dow and the Russell 2000. So the Dow uh, reversing higher here today. Maybe it looks like finding support around those uh, mid-December lows right above the 200-day line. And IWM, small caps had been looking a bit stronger and still are. We're seeing some daylight between uh, where the Russell 2000 is and the 50-day and the 200-day line, but we've still got that resistance at the 21-day line. We're watching that very closely in addition to this declining tops trend line. Let's also take a look at the 10-year treasury yield getting uh, back up to essentially that 4% level. Yeah, it's it's right there, and that's something that um, you know you got to you got to think of this. You know, there's uh, a lot of people looking at CDs and um, this risk-free investment that you can make, and you know, with a three-month or six-month or nine-month, a very short term, you could be getting a, an annualized return of five percent, and so it's uh, a little bit hard to kind of ignore that, you know, that possibility, especially when you've got kind of a choppy market right now. Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things where for a lot of us, you know, we're we're still looking at those opportunities in the stock market. And while there is that potential for things to get worse, there's also that potential for a bounce to happen. Um, we certainly do have another month of economic data. You know, we've got another Fed meeting. We've got the CPI, PPI. We've got, you know, I mean, even today we had the ISM yeah. manufacturing index that kind of started the day out at, um, you know, 10 o'clock. Right. Uh, Eastern time. So, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of data that's going to be coming out. And I think a, as soon as we start getting a little bit more certainty here that, you know, either inflation has been, uh, has been squashed or, Hey, we're kind of in the long haul of entrenched inflation. Um, and what, what does the Fed have to do in order to, you know, ramp up their uh, activity in order to really kind of get it out from being entrenched. You know, those are the two scenarios that people are looking at. And I think once we get some certainty there, then I think it'll be a little bit easier for us to trend either up or down. <laughs> that remains to be yeah, seen. Exactly. Well said, Justin. And any sector ETFs you want to take a look at today? Well, you know, the strongest one today was XLE. Um, this is, you know, look, oil and gas has been really tricky. Um, so <laughs> this was up, you know, over 2%. So really a standout in terms of the, the, the sector, you know, the 11 sector spider funds. But certainly I think it's worth looking at SMH because while the NASDAQ was down, um, SMH, you know, was kind of holding there. And a lot of these chip uh, 
chips have been looking interesting. Uh, we should also look at XME. Uh, you know, that's the the miners and metals. Uh, that that was looking strong today, and we'll get into some of the reasons behind that. Um, right. You know, XLB and XLI. Uh, XLB is the materials, so kind of related to that XME, but XLI is the industrials, and that is still not looking too bad. I mean, you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and you know that lost its 50-day moving average line and is really not looking mm -hmm. great. But XLI, that is holding its uh, you know 50-day moving average right. line. And again, remember the Dow Jones Industrial Average does have you know it's got Apple in there, it's got financials sure. in there, it's kind of, kind of got a, a wide range, whereas the XLI is really specific to the industrials. And those do still seem to be holding up uh, pretty well. All right. Well, now let's take a look at some stocks. Here's First Solar, FSLR, surging and sizzling on its <laughs> earnings report, up almost 16%, some strong volume in RS line blue dot as it uh, gapped up early in the session. Within the first opening 10 minutes or so, it was up about 8% and then really took off from there to clear that traditional buy point and extended gains throughout the day, Justin. Yeah, um, and and you know, I actually was looking at this yesterday, and it, it looked very good yesterday. The amount of volume that came in, and uh, it looked like it was kind of getting to the point where it was crossing a downtrend. Um, but you know, what are you going to do right ahead of earnings? And so those earnings came out just shortly after they came out yesterday after the close. Uh, mm -hmm. Really strong move, and and you can kind of see that in the. In the early going, it really was looking like it was going to dip uh, for a bit, but it came right back and never looked back, really. And mm -hmm. solar has been looking interesting. This isn't alone. Um, CSIQ uh, was another one that we were talking about on IBD Live today. Uh, so there, there is strength here. Uh, solar Edge, JKS. Um, even if you look at TAN, uh, which is not as strong as First Solar, but it still looks like that's crossing a downtrend. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you can definitely see First Solar is certainly in that leadership position. Enphase, which arguably has better earnings, um, you know, has has been out of favor for a little while on the technical side. So um, it's mm -hmm. it's a matter of look, you can have the best earnings in the world, but if there's no appetite for your stock, right. it's hard to make a, a a big a big bet there. But right, uh, maybe people are looking ahead. I mean, earnings expected to more than double from mm -hmm. 2023 to 2024. So maybe yeah, absolutely. it's uh, going to get it together on the earnings front, too, and uh, start outpacing in phase in that regard as well. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so certainly right now, I think it's a, a, a little bit extended given the day's action. So a lot of times what I like to do is I just like to be a little patient, wait for it, see if it can kind of just consolidate these gains up here, um, you know, hold the gains for the most part, uh, maybe get support right there at the 185 level, uh, which was kind of that previous level of resistance. So that would be a great place for it to get support and hold these gains and build a little platform. And if it can do that, that could give it another place to launch from. Yes. Okay. Next on our list, FCX. Freeport McMoran in the mining group, uh, exposure to copper, gold, silver, other uh, metals there as well. Retaking its 50-day line, gapping up today, closing with a gain of 5% in some slightly above average volume, also clearing a trend line, moving up today on some positive economic news out of China. 
Yeah, so that's a big thing right now. Uh, remember, we don't we don't live in a vacuum here. It's not just about our economy; it's about that global economy. And China is certainly a large enough economy to really get our attention. So there are signs that you know reopening in China is having a economic effect and a lot of growth there. So that was uh, one of the driving forces here. But with Freeport McMoran, well, so you know you had copper and you had a lot of these things going up, um, right. but Freeport McMoran also had the additional uh, uh, element of their Grassberg mining operation in Indonesia, which had some flooding and landslides. Um, it looked like that was kind of coming back online. So that was a big thing that was helping out Freeport McMoran. But you have a lot of the miners that have kind of, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're coming up with these things that China will be using, um, if they're going to be growing. So, you know, Freeport McMoran, also in the copper area is Southern Copper, SCCO. Yeah. Uh, that also had a nice move today. Um, mm -hmm. You've got your, you know, uh, kind of broader uh, miners like Rio Tinto out of the UK, um, BP. Uh, those BHP. were coming, yeah, BHP, excuse me, um, coming back up, uh, you know, to their 50-day yes. moving average, uh, average lines after they had gotten hit quite a bit. So, you know, that's one of the things that was driving that strength in XME that we were talking about earlier. Absolutely. And last but not least, F-O-U-R. So Justin, we, we got First Solar, Freeport, and Shift4 payments here. A little bit of a, a theme uh, sponsored, sponsored by the letter <laughs> F here today. Uh, yes. But uh, uh, Shift4 extending its gains up almost 8% today. Heavy volume. This is a follow-up. This is what we want to see when we see stocks moving strong on earnings, uh, like we saw on Tuesday for Shift Four. We want to see a follow-up to that, and that's what we got. Yes, exactly. So that that's the that's the fourth F that we'll we'll, we'll put in there, uh, in addition to the <laughs> as the follow-up buying, uh, because one of the things that's been a little frustrating with this earnings season is we've had some good gains that just don't last. I mean, you look at Crocs, for instance, you know, mm -hmm. Crocs had a nice, uh, a nice start after its earnings report and just couldn't hold on to it. Iridium, IRDM, um, you know, there, there's just a whole host of these that had these strong gains and just couldn't seem to hold on to them for very long. So mm -hmm. the question now is, can we shift that uh, narrative to a something like four, where you not only get the gains on the earnings, but then you follow up with it. And look, you know, it it, it closed kind of mid-range yesterday from its closing range. But if you consider the, the true range, you know, and again, when you consider the true range, you know, kind of just draw that line uh, and extend the bar all the way down to the previous day's close, uh, that was high in the range. And we went even higher today. So that's kind of the action that you want to see that it's, it's not just that, hey, you know, we were we were comfortable with this valuation, but maybe we got a little bit ahead of, ahead of ourselves and, um, you know, cooler heads are going to prevail and think about this a little bit. You want the kind of the, hey, this, this, is, this is a really good earnings report. And the more we think about it, the more we think this has some, uh, some great potential. And that certainly seemed like what was going on with Shift 4 payments mm -hmm. today. That makes sense. All right. Now, after the close, uh, some things to be aware of tonight, we've got Tesla's Investor Day. Who knows what kind of headlines are going to come out of that and what the street reaction will be. But that's something that we're watching closely. Also, we're going to get a lot of earnings from software stocks, including mm -hmm. CRM. We've got a snow. 
think uh, a couple of others as well. Looks like Snow down about 5%, the early reaction there, but Salesforce up about 14%. So we'll have to see what uh, some of these, between these earnings reactions and the Tesla Investor Day, what sort of impact that's going to have come the regular session tomorrow. Absolutely. And remember, it's not just about the open. Uh, you can have all of this stuff happen and, you know, think that things are looking rosy and uh, all the strength is happening at the open, but we've got to hold on to it. And that's right. been our problem lately. We've had some very strong opens, weak closes. That's that's mm -hmm. bearish. So we'll see what tomorrow brings. So just exactly. remember not to put too much weight into the um, the aftermarket and pre-market. Yes. Uh, really wait for that open, see how things are playing out and can we hold it? To, to well said. 100% agree. We, do, we don't even know what uh, Salesforce is going to say on their call. Maybe that mm -hmm. maybe that has started. We could we could see these gains fade tonight. We could even see I mean, there was a there's stocks all the time that they're going to be indicated higher in the pre market and then they open up and they're up, up or down fractionally. So yeah. Yeah, you got to uh, take that with a grain of salt and see what's actually happening, uh, not only at the start of the regular session, as you said, Justin, but how the day unfolds, which is super critical. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back with more tomorrow morning on IB Live. So please join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details. We will see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow after the closing bell. Ken is on a well-deserved vacation, but we've got Ed co-hosting with me tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.